This is Raspberry Lemonade, the Arnold Palmer of podcasts, a refreshing dive into the stories of industry professionals, both sweet and sour. And now your host, Mr. Levi. And we are back on Raspberry Lemonade. How are you doing today? We got a very special guest today, Diana from Washington State. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. I did get that part right, right? About you being in Washington yeah, State? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the greater Seattle area. And I have to say that because no one knows where Kirkland is unless you live in Seattle. But it's like the other side of the water, like 20 minutes out. Yeah, it's not too far. Uh, I'm actually familiar with the area. I have friends that live in Seattle some friends that live in uh like linwood area yeah uh yeah. what else is out yeah, there you know it all yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely familiar with the ever uh, with the area also everett you know a lot, a lot of people know yeah. everett that's that's a great place for a multifamily too oh really oh we'll have to talk <laughs> off yeah, air a little know, more about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but awesome yeah thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you for taking the time um you know thank you was, for inviting me of this course. is really cool <laughs> what's that i said this is really cool um i've never been on a podcast clearly because i keep interrupting you <laughs> no no you're good <laughs> yeah no no you're good totally fine you you know interject anytime you want anything you know if you feel is important to say that's what we're here for. The end goal, of course, like in every one of these episodes, is hopefully by the end of every episode, and hopefully at the end of today's episode, people are a little more inspired and motivated towards reaching their goals and towards chasing their, their dreams. So if we could accomplish that, then we did a good job. All right? So, yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. So what do you say we get right into it then? Tell us yeah. a little more about yourself and... What business you're in? Yeah, so my name's Diana. I'm from the greater Seattle area. Uh, I have been my whole life. And I am in the real estate business. Um, I have my license and I've kind of eased into starting to flip homes. I just flipped my first home this past year. And right now I am, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> And this year, I've really been kind of dabbling in a few different things, um, I think, as you do when you get into real estate. And I have been doing a lot of Airbnb like operations and setting up Airbnbs um, for different like investor funds and things like that. And so that has been really, really cool um, and has really just allowed me to expand in the real estate field. And that's kind of what I've been up to. That's awesome. You said that you're dabbling in a few different things. So besides house flipping, what else are you? Uh, I mean, you also mentioned Airbnb. Yeah, yeah I would say those are the main things. Um, I think so. I started in real estate. I actually started getting my license when I was like 18. So a little bit of backstory. I come from immigrant parents who really started from absolutely nothing. And um, my mom got her 
realtor's license and she was supporting my dad who, you know, transitioned and kind of moved up the ladder in construction and became a developer. And so I was around it all the time. And so I think my like interest in homes specifically started all the way from like maybe when I was five. I kind of always knew that in some capacity um, I wanted to be in it. Like I remember being obsessed with Legos. I was like a Legos girl, not Barbie. And I would always say, I'm going to be a builder when I grow up. And that's cool. So it's funny how (laughs) here we are, you know, as I was a teenager, I thought my life was going to go in a different direction. I, you know, went to business school when I got to college and uh, just ended up back in real estate. My parents encouraged me to get a license. Um, And I just didn't really take it seriously at first. And it was only in the past couple of years where I finally started making some traction. And I kind of realized that corporate life (laughs) just wasn't for me. Um, I'm not a hater of corporate life, but I just, I think growing up with that entrepreneurial lifestyle that my parents had, it's so hard to go corporate. And so I think I've been figuring out my way around real estate and it has taught me a lot and it's been really interesting. Um, And yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know that, uh, you know, your parents had immigrated. Where are they from originally, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, Estonia, which is Eastern Europe. Um, And so... I actually didn't. So I was born here, but my native language was Russian. So I didn't even know English until I was pretty much like in second grade that I started um, fluently speaking. And now it's funny because I barely know Russian. Like I'll (laughs) understand it, but I can't even speak it that well because I don't, you know, speak it day to day. Gotcha. Any Russian word you could teach us real quick? Maybe common word? Well, since we're talking about real estate, you could say dom, which is house. So I feel like that's the easiest one for people to remember. Um, anytime you get into phrases, people just start butchering it. So we're going to keep it simple. <laughs> so dom, <laughs> is that, yeah? Dom, it's like D-O-M. Oh, kind of like, okay, that makes sense. Cool, I like that. Yeah, like a, it's, like, like, a it's like a dome. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You just got to put a little flair to it, right? Dom exactly just like a little mafia accent and then spot on <laughs> that's it all right well cool yeah awesome uh to edit you know to know that about you and your family um when i first met you uh i honestly th- kind of figured there was a little bit of a european uh background but it, basically what you're saying is your first generation here right yeah I am. Uh, I definitely think that I've had probably a slightly different experience being first generation than most other first gen kids that I know. And that's because my parents, um, they came here at a pretty young age. They were both like early, early 20s. Um, I think my mom was literally like 21. And um, they just adapted so quickly like they really pushed themselves to learn English. And I think that gave me a very different experience than what some other uh, kids and their families might have had. Uh, and obviously, my dad being so like business focused was a really big part of that, too. And just my mindset, 
growing up. Um, but yeah, I, I literally, I don't even really know how to put into words, but my circumstances and like my family has definitely played a huge pivotal role in where I am today and, you know, being able to hopefully be even more successful than they were. Like my parents, I grew up pretty comfortable most of my life. Um, so definitely attribute that to them. And the goal is to be able to 10x whatever, you know, they were able to create someday. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's really great. And you did mention a good point there because personally, I'm also first gen, you know, here in the US and yeah, I was just uh, going to say, what about you? Yeah, so my parents, or my background rather, both of my parents came from Mexico. They were a little older. Uh, actually, maybe about the same age as your parents when they first immigrated over here. And, uh, you know, they had me here, uh, born and raised in California. But at home, we had my mom's mom and my mom's grandpa, so my great-grandpa. They were living, you know, with us in the same household so out of respect for them we continued to speak spanish or we only really spoke spanish at home and i didn't even really yeah. learn to speak english until i went to kindergarten you know and that was yeah that's exactly. that's another story <laughs> yeah no but i mean it's always great when you can speak another language like i'm hoping to kind of pick it back up like i'm still fluent but i i it's kind of obvious <laughs> like anyone who's actually Russian speaking are like, why are you tripping up on your words? <laughs> I see. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's, if you really want to, I mean, it's just a matter of, I think you just got to re immerse yourself right into, into the language and, and really find people that you can talk to, to, to practice it again. And so that it comes back to you. Cause if you knew it as a kid, I mean, chances are it's still in there like when oh, you definitely yeah anything you learn as a kid like riding a bike literally you know although people say that phrase all the time i actually never really learned how to ride a bike the right way <laughs> so when they say like like riding on a bike i'm like yeah i totally know what you mean i don't yeah, i don't actually true. you know do that but <laughs> but yeah I, I that was one of the things that you know i didn't really learn until later in life but anyways beside the point uh Thank you for sharing that part of, you know, your parents and kind of your, which, how you grew up. You said you uh, lived a relatively comfortable life, you know, and that's totally okay. And that's actually a good thing because your parents were able to give that to you. Um, but maybe is there another story that you could share from your childhood of that represents who you are today? Maybe there's a certain character trait or something you did that's like, oh my gosh, like I'm still like that that you can share? Yeah, I mean, I would say besides like the builder and entrepreneurial side. Uh, so I'm an older sister and I have two younger sisters. Older sibling. Yeah, hey, exactly. So I don't know if you know this, but I like anytime I'm scrolling through TikTok, I love to watch those like psychology based type of TikToks. Yeah. And so they talk about like the older sibling and like what they typically are like. And of course it's not everyone, but some of the things that they would say is like, they tend to be a lot more responsible and um, 
I don't know why I'm totally blinking on everything that I've learned the hours that I spent on TikTok, but generally speaking, like you always feel like you're the one who has to take care of things and you're the one that has to take initiative. So I think growing up a lot of times, um, I felt like the third parent, Mm -hmm. uh, and really just because I was kind of both naturally and also I was put into that responsibility all the time. I think that's like, obviously pretty natural for your parents to put you in that position. But I think especially with immigrant parents, they're like, yes, this is natural. Like you're, you know, seven years old, you're responsible. Go take care of your sisters now. And like, um, so I think there was a lot of responsibility early on and um, maybe it created some level of both pressure, but also ambition from an early age And I think that's translated a lot into like where I'm at now. Like one of the things that I'm funny enough struggling with. So I'm like 24 right now, going to be 25 soon. And ever since I graduated college, you know, before that, it was always like different milestones. So like you're getting, you know, through middle school, just get good grades. Yeah. You're getting into high school. Oh my gosh, you're going to turn 16, but like keep having good grades and like, just be a good kid and, um, and get good grades so you can get it, get into college, get a degree, get a good job. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think when all of those things were laid out for me, it was like, everything was a checkbox. And I don't know why, but I, my like biggest (laughs) goal and driver when I was younger was always to please my parents. And so it comes with being the oldest sibling, I think. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) And, um, so for those reasons, you know, I stayed out of trouble. I like didn't drink as a teenager. I didn't do drugs. I didn't go to parties. I didn't really do anything. I would never lie to my parents. I would never sneak out. And, um, and I think I just expected, um, there to always be like a next milestone. And when I was in college, I was already getting close to finishing up school and I had met someone and we were in a relationship for a little while. And I, I was like certain this was going to be my person. This was, you know, Uh... this is the next step like gonna graduate college right after that we're gonna get married and then perfect you know I completed like the whole loop like everything after that like I don't really know but I just wanted to check all the boxes and Mm -hmm. as the end of college started approaching and we had broken up that was really the first time in my life I was genuinely so lost I had no idea what I was gonna do I was like graduating college, I wasn't going to get married anymore. So I was like, great, what is going to happen? Am I going to keep living with my parents? Am I going to go move out somewhere? Um, I think it's funny because even when you're like 22, you start freaking out about these kinds of things. And I didn't really know what was going to happen. And then COVID happens. And that really just added everything. Um, And I don't know if I should skip ahead to the whole sour thing. (laughs) sour part of the story um, yeah but that was really um I think when my life went from always predictable and you know going for all the milestones and things like that to now I didn't really know 
what was next. Uh, And then COVID happened. um, And a lot of other like personal issues and family issues came up. And it was just like a snowball effect where it felt like every single thing was going wrong. mm. And so when COVID had started, um, I want to say I was like 21 at the time. And I managed to beg my way into a recruiting job during a time when their business wasn't making any money and everyone was getting laid off. Yeah. And um, so I was working there for a little bit. And at that point, a few months in, not only was I not able to get like any sales or anything like that because of COVID, um, but eventually I also had to leave. They basically said, hey, this isn't really working out because we don't have any more money. So you're actually going to have to work for free right. if you want to keep working. And at that point, I, I really had like put in everything I had, like every last drop, you know, just to prove to myself that I could do it. And I was like, if I'm working this hard, if I put in this much energy into real estate, I can only imagine what could come out of it. And so after that, I got into real estate and um, things were still sour (laughs) a little (laughs) bit. Um, You know, I think it's just like a more sour season of my life uh, the past couple of years, but I'm so excited about all of the incredible opportunities ahead, like especially after Future Flipper, which is like where you and I met so many amazing people there, you know, like who would have thought we would be doing this podcast right now. And I feel like I'm surrounded by so many incredible individuals. And I think that my life didn't turn out. I mean, I know I'm still like really young and stuff, but (laughs) my life didn't turn out at all the way that I thought it would when I was younger and when I was in college. But I think it's going to be 10 times better. Like I used to think I was going to get a corporate job and get paid a hundred thousand. And I thought I was going to be like, I made it (laughs) when I did that. And now my mindset is like, okay, so how am I going to get to a million a year? And I might not be there yet, but I'm surrounded by so many people my age who are, and there's no reason why I couldn't do exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. A very long and our story. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. That's what we're here for on the podcast uh, to share. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly. We really want to keep it real because no matter what career path you take, like there's going to be sour days, sour weeks, months. In some cases, even years, like you've been mentioning. And uh, maybe it's not even necessarily super related to the career itself, but. It, on a personal level and that affects your career right and so we that's why we want to share these stories and talk to as many people as we can because we're all going through it at some level like even when people are you know even when we're winning like there's always something that it could you know isn't ideal or yeah or could be better so 
yeah no thank you for sharing that this is the part usually when we get into the sour story but we already touched on that did you want to elaborate at all on on that sour Um, story because you said it was it it was like a good chunk like it was like a good good year two years that that were really difficult right yeah i think i'm still in the process of honestly kind of coming out of it it's one of those things where you know you have different seasons in your life and this wasn't a season that lasted six months this is like a season that lasted four years wow um and i think that right now i'm just really in the process of figuring it out and crawling my way the best that I can out of the situation that I'm in. And really my situation is more of like a mental state, um, which I think a lot of people are struggling with, especially past COVID. Um, The world's been changing a lot. And I think that our futures or the way that we perceived our futures were supposed to be or our future was supposed to be is very different than the way it is now because of the way that the world has changed. And I think that's like affecting a lot of people mentally um, Mm -hmm. to be going through such a big thing. And so right now I'm actually, I'm just at an interesting point right now where I've been doing real estate for a little while and I'm getting so much clarification on what is right for me and what isn't. And I think that when you build your identity so strongly around what you thought you were supposed to be for the longest time, it is so much harder to like move into the thing that you now know that you're supposed to do. Um, Especially if you have so much invested in this initial identity that you had for yourself. um, It's hard to make that transition. And I think right now, a lot of the things that I'm struggling with is the fact that I'm still so tied to, I want to be a real estate agent when I know that what really makes me happy is working with other people and building something and getting more creative. And so I think that's where a lot of the Airbnb stuff is coming into play. And I'm in the process right now of investing in some properties. Um, And so I still have ties, you know, to being a real estate agent because I've invested a lot into that. And I think I'm a good agent and there's a lot of people that I want to help, but there's a part of me that understands that I love the investor side of things so much more And it is so hard to break away from that, especially when being a real estate agent, you've already poured so much time into it. And it's literally your, your livelihood. Like that's the thing that's getting me the paycheck and paying the bills right now. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard to move into these other things. But I think I know at my core that those are the things that are meant for me. And I'm just in this like transitory period where I'm trying to get out of it. And the longer that I'm still stuck in what I shouldn't be doing, you know, the longer I'm prolonging this, I think just tougher period of my life. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And 
sounds like it's been very tough. Uh, but it, at the same time, like, I'm happy for you because you. good. Like, I don't want to say that my life hasn't been good, but yeah. it's crazy how so many things could be going so well. And from the outside, anyone would be like, oh, my gosh, you know, this person would be so happy if they have X, Y and Z. And the truth is that those are just not the things that are going to make you happy. It's other factors. Um, and so I'm just focusing a lot less on what I think, you know, I thought I should be doing and focusing more on the things that really make me happy. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, I think that's the tech takeaway from this episode, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't have to be real estate. Maybe like you said, like you like helping others create something. So for someone else, it might be just helping others. It could be as broad as that. It's like, okay, well, I like helping others. What are some things that I can do? Or what's a profession that would fulfill that? Because it, it's everyone. It's within everyone. Like to have something specific like that. Like again, going back to that example of like wanting to help others. Like, okay, do I want to help people get be healthy? I'll become a doctor or a nurse or something in that area. Do I want to help people uh, go through or, you know, help them heal mentally because of how the world has been? Or maybe they have uh, friends that, you know, gone through trauma and things like that. And maybe that's why they want to help people in that sense. Okay, so learn about psychology, be a psychiatrist, things of that nature. So it's really important, like you said, to really find out what's going to really fulfill you. And then start working towards something that's going to fulfill that within yourself. And really, like, it's the best version of you comes out when you're doing what you're meant to do. Or you you know you should be doing or that you know you love to do. It just comes out so much more naturally. And we need that. You know, the world needs that. So whatever it is for you out there listening or watching today. Take a step back to think about it. Like, what is that thing that would really make me happy and it would make others happy as well? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, deciding that it's okay to step away from what you thought you were supposed to be doing or what you thought was meant for you. Because just by clinging to that identity, you're holding yourself back from something different and way better that could be ahead of you. And you never know what's going to happen if you go after that thing that you love so much more. And what if it's 10 times better than whatever you're holding on to now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, I'm glad that you bring this point up about identity because uh, just did well, a little while ago now, but a interview with a local barber, Russell, his name is, and that was probably like the biggest thing in that whole episode, the importance of identity and how you can become this better version of yourself that you see in your, in your, in your mind, but you have to just make that conscious decision that that's who you are now, all of it, like in the moment, even if you're not acting necessarily in in that sense uh yet but deciding okay i want to be this kind of person 
now let me start. The actions come afterwards, right after making that decision. And it can be a difficult transition, but it's definitely doable. And, you know, we have Diana here that is going through that. So, and it looks like it's been a positive transition, right, for the most part. Yeah. Exactly. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> We're all excited here for you too. What do you say we go now to a sweet story? Give us a sweet story. What's been your I'm on top of the world story so far? Yeah. Um, well, I had a pretty great thing happen the past year when I had completed my flip. Um, really, it basically went pretty well overall. There was definitely a lot of hiccups, but um, I had acquired a home back in, what was it, 2021, start of 2021, when, you know, real estate got insane. Um, I managed to get it, the market already was really hot and I managed to get the home for, it was listed at 700,000. I got it for 630 because it, they passed their offer review date. Mm. And so I kind of slid in there with a low ball offer <laughs> and they took it. Um, and then basically sh right after they confirmed, they signed off on my offer, they got another one that was like full price. So I was like, great instant equity. So that's already a big one. Yeah. Um, and I was working not even like full time. I was working overtime in real estate. It was just crazy. Um, hey, hey just working with clients at the time. And so it took me forever to finish my flip and learned a lot of lessons. It took me, yeah, like over a year to finish oh, it. Wow. Almost exactly a year. Yep, that's how that long is it took a long me. Time. <laughs> There's a lot of lessons there, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's definitely a lot of things I would do differently, but in the process, I discovered how much I really love doing that kind of work. And, you know, I was, again, fortunate enough that my dad was the one who kind of guided me through the process. He had already done the same kind of work himself before. And so I had someone be like, ooh, that's a bad idea, or you should do this instead. So right. I had a lot of guidance through the process, which was extremely helpful. And of course, the market helped as well. So I was able to make a good amount of money from that, um, considering how much time I had invested, which was a lot less than a year, you know, like the first like nine months I was at the property, probably an average of five hours a week. <laughs> like, <Wow. laughs> so it was a really good payoff. Um, but yeah, I would say that was a sweet part of the story because I think that was the first breakthrough that I really had during my sour season. Yeah. Um, and it just made me feel really hopeful, even though the process was still very difficult and stressful. I sold just as the market started going down. Ooh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was a bittersweet story but by far mostly sweet um because all that matters is at the end of the day i learned a lot of valuable lessons and i made money i didn't lose money so that's that's great. always a plus <laughs> um, yeah 
Awesome. Exactly. So, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, I wish you the best for sure moving forward. And I'm sure that experience, you know, has taught you a lot of things. So you can now apply them to the next thing. Whether it is continuing to, you know, real, uh, sorry, uh, flip or whatever it is, maybe you're going to go more full throttle on the Airbnb space. Still, I'm sure there's some lessons in there that you could most than, more than likely than not apply also into the Airbnb space. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Last oh. question of the podcast. If you had to choose your current live soundtrack, what would that be? And I know it's if a I very open-ended question, but. Like, do you mean like what I'm going to do next? It could be, yeah. It could be a song that's well, like looking to the future type of deal. So to there you. are some things that I have coming up that are just really exciting to me. Um, you know, since I'm trying to focus a lot more on the things that I really enjoy doing. So... I've been focusing a lot more on, like you said, the Airbnb side of stuff, the investor side of stuff. And so I'm rolling out some things within my own real estate business where I get to help sellers, you know, fix up their home. And I'm essentially the project manager for that so that they can have more equity in their home during a time where home prices are coming down right now. And so I want them to still walk away with as much money as they can. And so that is a part of the service that I offer sellers that I'm working with. And so I'm in the process of that right now. And as well as finally acquiring some of my own real estate that I'm going to hold and having some of my own Airbnbs, that's just, there's really nothing more exciting to me than that. Um, as well as a lot of content creation that's coming up. I'm already like working nice. with a video editor. And so, you know, that's the biggest block that I had in the past was I could create the content, but I didn't really have the time to edit it. And so now I have somebody to do that. And I just love, really, I love talking, <laughs> but <laughs> I love, um, that's helpful. You know, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, need to be a better listener though, but you know, okay. I'm working on it. <laughs> Um, work in progress. I, it's all good. Exactly. Exactly. I love to create content. So that is going to be a big focus of mine moving forward. And I think I'm just trying to, f uh, really put aside a lot of those like internal fears that I have about what will people think? And mm. am I really qualified enough, smart enough to talk about this thing? And I just, I'm really trying to not care so much and to just go for it because I think I do have a lot of value to offer and I think I can be, I'm like psyching myself out, you know? So yeah, yeah. that's what I'm really excited about. Awesome. So it sounds like exciting <laughs> times ahead. Exciting, exciting times. Is there a song that you think kind of fits that, that feeling, that vibe? Okay. Okay, I think I understand what your question was now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is a good question. Um, Take your time. We got time. 
Yeah, see, I did not understand this question when you were <laughs> now I It's all good. Oh my gosh. Take uh, it just take a moment. I totally don't know. Give me suggestions. <laughs> oh no. Can't do that. I don't know what to do. I don't you know, I don't want to be one of those people, but I don't really listen to mainstream music. That's and fine. That's even better. I love uh, yeah, I truly appreciate when people are come out with like super out there or not even super out there, but just less popular music or songs because it exposes me to different music, different styles. But usually I'm actually trying to go through my um <laughs> I'm trying to go through my playlist to see Like recently played or something. Like Yeah. <laughs> um oh there was one that came up that i feel like life track <laughs> make me proud by drake i'm gonna make myself proud that's that's the life love it <laughs> awesome That's yeah like excellent most, choice uh, mainstream one i could think of so i think that's yeah i probably could come up with a better answer later but that's irrelevant hey that's a good choice anything by drake is usually pretty good <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> awesome we'll definitely plug that in there uh thank you so much for coming on the show dan i really appreciate it you've laid down a lot of different you know, experiences, perspective, the way you've been feeling, how you've been dealing with it, and the exciting stuff you're looking forward to in the future. So thank you so much. Where can people find you on social media to f continue following your journey? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, they can find me on Homes by Diana pretty much everywhere. So that's going to be Instagram and YouTube um that's really the only places where i'm semi-active right now but i try to post a lot on there and there's a lot more content coming so yeah and thank you so much for having me on your podcast this was obviously my first one but it was super cool you did great and yeah no it's so cool that you're doing this uh yeah i'm excited and i'm excited for you thank you appreciate it well <laughs> That has been another episode of Raspberry Lemonade. Today, we spoke to Diana. Who will the next guest be? Hmm. We'll have to wait and see. But for now, thank you for joining us. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, there will be a link as well. We'd love to keep you know, bringing a lot of value, a lot of different people, different perspectives Hopefully you leave the episode feeling more inspired and motivated. And yeah, that's it. Keep at it. Keep working towards that the goal or dream. That's all I got to say, right? Yeah. Thank you. All right, everyone out there. Take care. Have a lovely day. Studio Productions. Hope you've enjoyed the program.